Praise God that we are here again today. We thank the Lord that we have this opportunity to worship God. And I would like all of us to just smile and take a deep breath. And those who are in online, thank you for joining us in our worship service today. You know, last weekend, we thank God for a wonderful message that Pastor Ray have shared. He shared a topic that's in relation to peace. And he have beautifully summarized his sermon by saying this. He said this quote, The knowledge of Jesus Christ enabled by the Holy Spirit is the foundation of Christian peace. It's only in the Lord that we can truly find our peace. Not out there. Out there is just temporary peace. But when we have Christ in our life, when the Holy Spirit would work in us, that's where we can truly experience the peace that surpass all understanding. And today what we're going to do is going to discuss a topic that is closely linked with the subject of peace. It's a theme that most of us would agree that we are in desperate need because of the situation that we are going through today. You know, we are living in a time where we're experiencing a lot of pressure. And there's a term that Richard Swenson coined. He said this statement, we are living in a time where we are having the overload syndrome. Ano ang overload syndrome? He says here, in our time today, people are exhausted. People are stressed. People are overloaded. Who among you are exhausted? Sa totoo. Sana all. Most of you parang hindi kayo exhausted. Sana all. Sino ang stress? Punta tayo mamaya, bili tayong ice cream. He said, we need more time, we need more space, we need more reserves, we need more buffer. Another statement that was described about our days is by James Glick. He said that we are living in a hurried life. In our attempt to beat the clock, we walk faster, we drive faster, we work faster, but at a great cost. Levels of stress and anxiety have increased, resulting to unrest. Unrest is feeling fear, anxiety, panic, overwhelm, exhaustion, discontent, and stress, among many others. It is the opposite of what we most deeply, deeply long for. And what is that? Rest. Sinong pagod na? Hindi kayo pagod. Ako pagod. Those who are joining us in YouTube. Sino nang pagod? Lahat, sabi dito, lahat daw. Pagod tayo sa maraming aspect ng life. You know, we need rest. If I were gonna do a business, I were gonna do a business about rest. I will give you rest. Talagang perfect yon. Maraming bibili. But you can never buy rest. According to Xiangyang 
of Fuller Theological Seminary, he described rest as this, a state of peace, contentment, serenity, refreshment, stillness, tranquility, or calm. And it's a result, and, and, and it can manifest in many ways. It can manifest in a way that there's a quietness of heart, a sober awareness of who we are and who God is, ability to let go, not trying so hard. It's an ability to enjoy leisure, nature, in the things that do not involve performance. Rest is waiting without Impatience. Rest is not being impulsive or rush. Just turn to your neighbor, sabi mo, kamusta ka na? Pag tinanong ko misis ko niyan, alam ko, sasabihin niya, we all need rest. Because many today are feeling restless with so much things happening. But yet we try to find rest. In our pursuit of finding rest, we result in all the more we find unrest and restlessness. What we really need is this. We need God's rest in God's way. Because if we define rest in our own, we will still be unrest and restless. Today I'll be, I'm titled this sermon, Finding Rest in a Restless Word. And we'll be reading from Matthew chapter 11, verse 25 to 30. You can read along with me. Let's read together. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to, to rebuild Him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let us pray. Lord, we are gathered here today. You know every situation. You know every heart, that every mind. You know our physical condition. And some of us would really need to find that rest. Rest that's defined by you. Not defined by our own understanding or own ways. I pray, Lord, that you will give us a childlike faith, like what you have said in your word. That we may have understanding. That we may come to you, knowing that it's only in you that we can truly find that rest. Salamat, Panginoon, and we ask, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to work in our lives today that you may speak to us through your word. Salamat, Panginoon. Bless our day today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
You see, before we dive into the text, I would like to briefly give you an idea what was happening in the toast at that time in Israel. You see, if you look at those times, people are struggling and they're having a lot of challenges in their life. They have so much unrest. Maybe I would like to highlight a few. They have some social, religious, and political unrest. The Israelites during a time were under the Roman imperialism. They are being conquered by pagan nations and pagan kings. And they have to even worship and force to submit themselves to other nations. Aayaw namang Israelite yan. The same time, they were heavily taxed. Because the reason why they were taxed is to support yung Roman military. Kung hindi ka nagtatax, lagot ka, atakin kita. Ganyan yun. They were heavily taxed by even you remember in the in, in our reading in in the Matthew the name Herod narinig narinig niyo si Herod Herod will will tax them why because he want to do uh, ambit, um, ambitious building project marami siyang gustong gawin so saan niya kukunin yung cost sa tao so that's what he's doing and and if, if, even if they were heavily taxed they would sometimes experience natural disasters such as drought and in, in infestation. May mga umaatak sa mga halaman nila o matanim nila. And what would happen with that? Yung mga small-time farmers would suffer the most. They were forced to become slaves and even turn into crime. Kasi walang makpakain. They were forced to be taxed. And at those times, people who are sick, who are beggar, or even considered sinner, mga tax collector, they are considered sinners or, or prostitute, they are outcast. Walang nahi associate with them because they look at them as dirty. So they are isolated and outcast. Politically, it's unstable. May mga revolt here and there. There is also so much religious legalism. That's in place by the Pharisees. The Pharisees will place burden, list of rules that they must follow if they desire to be right before God. And even those times, that is common. I was did a study, sabi nila doon, ang life expectancy during that time is just 35 to 45 years old. Yun ang life expectancy nila. You know, all those things, they were going through a lot of unrest in their heart. And even if you read in chapter 11, the context now of chapter 11, you see that in the starting verses of chapter 11, you see John the Baptist was in prison. He was in prison and is asking, even sent his disciple to ask Jesus, are you the one that I'm waiting for? That's in verse 2. So John the Baptist also have certain unrest in his heart. Ito ba, ito ba talaga ang Messiah? And if you read, continue on reading, you see Jesus explaining people who are cities or look towns that are full of unbelief. All of them are going through challenges and unrest. Now, if you look at this event that they are happening, what the Israelites are ex experiencing, we can categorize them in four groups. Some of them are experiencing physical unrest. Because of the Roman imperialism, the control, they feel fear. They can't do much. They can't express the religious things openly. The drought, they, they are 
some of them go hungry. Some of them experience emotional unrest. That is common. It breaks the heart. They even have some animosity towards the government, towards Herod. Some of them are experiencing relational unrest. Yan. And some of them are experiencing spiritual unrest because of guilt that they have. They couldn't find a way. Kahit ilagay ng mga parasy doon, yung rules, they couldn't express themselves. They cannot, it seems that they are kept and they are in a box. Hirap sila. You see, I believe the same unrest applies to us in our life today. Some of us have physical unrest. Pagod na sa trabaho. I would hear some of our sister na tapu- sisimula ng 6 o'clock, matatapos ng 12. May hugot si sister. 6 o'clock to 12. Non-stop, especially working from home. Sinong pagod? Taas kamay, physically. Sabi mo, ako pagod. Pero thank you that you are here. Some are physically tired. Alam ko, pag physically tired kami, pag mi-walks, magbabanggaan kami. Kaya lalayo-layo siya. Ako lalayo. Some are emotionally unrest. Some are feel broken. They have a depression. Some are full of fear of their loved ones. Some are losing someone that they love and it breaks the heart. It's an emotional unrest. How can you grieve? And you can't even go back to Pilipinas to be with your family and grieve with them. It's an emotional unrest. Relational unrest. Some of us have problems with our marriages. Some of us have problems with our children. Some of us have problems with the people that we are with in our care group. Some of us have problems with our leaders. Some of us have problems relationally with our colleagues and it gives us that unrest. And lastly, the most crucial is the spiritual unrest. Some of us are full of guilt in our heart that can't even forgive ourselves. Some of us are holding on in certain scenes. Some of us are empty and dry and despair. With all this unrest that we are experiencing today, you know what? Jesus is inviting us, is calling us to experience the rest that He's offering. He's calling those who labor and are heavily burdened. He's calling us to come. Therefore, the first thing we learn here, to find rest, we are to hear and respond to His invitation. To hear and respond to His invitation. See, Jesus called out His invitation. He said in verse 28, Come to me, all who labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. He suddenly stood up and come to me. All who labor in heavenly laden, and I will give you rest. You see, Jesus knew their situation. Jesus was been being with them. He can see what's happening. 
He came down and he was exposed to what's happening. He experienced the pain that people are going through. Jesus knew the bondage and the guilt of those who are uh, weighed down with legalism, but that's in place by the Pharisees. They couldn't feel that forgiveness. They can experience that liberation that they, they would, should have in the Lord. Jesus knew this, how the sickness, the, those people of disease struggled. How they would go through the pain. Many times alone. Jesus knew the loneliness of those marginalized by the society. The tax collectors, the sick, the sinners. Kaya nga galit na galit yung mga parasi sa kanya. Bakit ka naking hangout dyan? Bakit mo finiren yung Facebook niya? Jesus knew exactly how to define them. He said, these people are tired and weighed down by the struggle that they're facing. But yet out of compassion, Jesus called them to find rest. But notice how Jesus invited them. Let me read to you. He said, come to me, all who labor and heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And I am gentle and lonely in heart. And I will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Notice here. Notice how many times he referred himself in his invitation. Notice here. Me. I. My. Me. I am gentle. My. My burden is light. You know what? He was not calling these people to a system. He was not calling them to a movement. He was not calling them to do certain tradition or to do list. He was not calling them to do certain principle. He was not even calling them to an escape route. Para malawala na yung problema. You know what he was calling them? He was calling them to himself. The invitation was to find rest. By coming to Jesus. Because it's only in Him that we can truly find our rest. Now, if you read the earlier verses, you notice that how Jesus declared Himself. And let me read to you in verse 27. He said here, before He did the invitation, He said, All things have been handed over to Me by My Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. You know what He was declaring? What He was saying? He was saying that He's the Son of God. That He have, the, he have a relationship with God. He was saying that He have that authority that God, has, that God the Father has given Him. That He was also saying that it's only through Him that people can access the Father. You know Jesus' main encouragement of calling the people to find rest in, in Him is this. When they come to Him, they are coming to the Messiah. They are coming to the Savior. They are coming to the Good Shepherd. They are coming to one who gives life. He's inviting them to have that intimate relationship with the Lord. Yet if you read on in earlier verses, 
Jesus knew that not everyone will respond to this invitation. We read in verse 25, He said, I thank you, Father, Lord in heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. You know, because of man's sinful ways, we are proud and we think that we are self-sufficient and we have the propensity to live a life apart from God. However, out of God's mercy, out of His grace upon our life, He revealed our true condition. Pinakita sa atin ang tunay nating kailangan. We begin to recognize that we are in need. We are helpless. That we are totally dependent in Him. When we are totally dependent in Him, we become humble. And when we are humble, we will have the childlike faith na lupapit sa Kanya and said, Lord, I need you. I need you. As you listen to this word today, let us ask ourselves, how will I respond? Will I respond with that pride? May matagal na akong Christian. Alam ko na yan, Pastor Ruel. Tatotoo nga eh, humble ako eh. Alam ko na yung tinuturo mo. Will we come with pride thinking that we are wise enough or we have that understanding that we can say that I don't need you, God. Or we will we come with the Lord, to the Lord with pride that they said, Lord, I have a good career. I have my citizenship. I'm PR naman. By the way, I have this. Kayo wala. Ako meron. I have saving investment. As I'm saying, those are nothing wrong. Those are gift of God. I have plan A. Kung hindi nagsasolusyon ng plan A, I have plan B. Kung walang problema, my plan Z. All the way, my plan, oh Lord. Hanggang Z. But question is this, do you still have rest? Do you have rest in your heart? Do you still have rest? You might have ari-aria na malaki sa bahay, sa Pilipinas, but you still don't have rest. Or will you respond like a little child? You come to him and said, Lord, I need you. I want you. Yes, you give me opportunity to plan. You give me all the things I have. But I still need you. You know, I pray as you listen to this word that you will not harden your heart. Hebrews 4, 7, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Because God is inviting us to experience the rest in Him. And what He requires for us to have the childlike faith to come to the Lord. Because our rest is anchored in our relationship with Him. Remember this first, to find rest. 
respond to his invitation to come with a childlike faith. Second, to find rest, we are to embrace his lordship in his life. After Jesus invite them to come to him, he then followed and offered with this statement. He said, take his yoke. And we read it in verse 29. He read here, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I'm gentle and lowly in heart and, I will, and you will find rest for your soul. Then he continued on and described this yoke. He said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, this is a common statement that they will commonly use at those times. Because they, if in, literally a yoke is like this. Alam nang doon sa gitna ng baka ba yan? Baka? Yeah. Ayan yung yoke. It's fitted between the neck to join two oxen together so that they can do and carry out the work. Some of them uses this to carry item or some of them will do um, plow. Ano Tagalog sa plow? Araro, yeah. And normally, what they would do, they would put one matured one and a younger one. And they will do together. But in the scripture, when they use yoke, normally it's used figuratively. It means subjection. It means service. It means close union or association. There is even certain um, uh, negative statement like, a bondage. Kaya sinasabi na dun sa scripture, do not yoke with unbeliever. Yung statement na yun, it's explained here, you can't walk together, join together. So here, therefore when Jesus said, take my yoke, what it really means is this, to submit oneself to the authority of Christ. When Jesus said, take my yoke, it means to put ourselves under His rule. To take mayo, it means to join together with Him and journey with Him. You know, oftentimes, we would like to think that rest in our mind is an escape from the situation that we are in, or problem or hardship. Normally, ganun. Pag sasabihin natin rest, mawala na itong problema, rest na ako. Ganun ang isip natin. But in here, see, what God is telling us, that this rest is more than escaping the, from that problem. Sometimes we define rest when we are placed in a very comfortable location. Sometimes we define rest when we are, in we are in control of the situation. But you know, Jesus did not promise that He will remove all problems that we will have no problem. But instead, he was frank about it. That's why he said this. In this world, you will have tribulation. But instead, for us to experience that rest, we are to put on his yoke and embrace his lordship upon our life. Life that is surrendered, that would recognize that he is our master. Rest is found when we recognize that Jesus is our Lord and our Master. You know, F.B. Mayer said this statement, he said here, When we once learn to live by faith, believing that our Father loves us 
and that we will that and will not forget or forsake us, but is pledged to supply all our needs when we acquire the holy habits of talking to Him about all, hand, handling all over to Him at the moment that the tiniest shadow is cast upon the soul, when we accept insult, annoyance, and interruption coming to us from whatever quarters as being His, his permission and therefore as part of His dear will for us, then we can learn the secret of the gospel of rest. Ang haba ng binasa. Ano ba yan, Pastor Ruel? Please explain. Ako nahirapan din kasi malalim English eh. Ano yan? It's simply this. When we learn to just surrender it to the Lord, yun lang. Samurai straight. Handling it all over to Him. Masulat yata si FB, sabi ko, surrendered before God. Many times when I would go through times, hardship, when go through ministry or personal, and I remember in my old work, my collapse dito, sinisigawan, how would I respond? My first reaction was anger. Alis na ako. Mahala ka. Resign na ako bukas. Tingnan natin. Tingnan natin sinong boss. You know, God will cultivate our heart. You know what happened? God changes me in my prayers with this. change. And I'm still struggling with this at times when I go through. My prayer change is this. Lord, Ikaw naman, Lord, eh. Bahala ka na. Sometime I would sit and do sermon. Hindi naman ako pwedeng basta-basta. Ano kayang gusto ng living word ngayon? Ito mm, ang prepish ko this Sunday. Hindi naman pwedeng ganun. Sometime, I, I, be honest, sometime we would struggle in saying what to preach. And you know what? I would come to the Lord. Church niyo naman ito eh. Huwag niyo akong bigyan ng problema. Sabihin mo na, tell me in my prayer to your word. Impress in my heart. You know, when we learn to just say, Lord, you're my master of my life. You are in control. I don't know my situation, but yet I cannot control this. But yet, Lord, you are my master. And I will trust you. I'm handling this problem to you. Help me. Because I'm just a little child. That's what's happening, what he said here. When I'm struggling with my mom dying in a cancer, in the hospital, tapos, what was my prayer? Lord, you're my master. Tapos, nagtetek si Ewoks, oh, magkoklose down na Singapore. But jan ka pa, magbuka na. Ikailangan ako dito. Anong gagawin ko? Dito o doon? Pamilya ko o pamilya ko? Which one? My mom is dying. My wife needs me because of COVID. Pregnant siya. Which one? Namatay. 
ilalamay, hindi kaya ni Papa, hindi na kaya ni Mama, ako, I have to stand. Ako yung kuya, eh, I have to do it. What was my response? I said, Lord, you're my master. You're my Lord. Help me. Help me. About the church, same thing. Lord, this is your church. You love your church. Help me. It's no longer me who is leading. I carry the yoke. It is Him who's leading me and carrying the carrying the more weight. Learn to embrace His Lordship in our life. And thirdly, if we desire to find rest, and this is closely connected to embracing that Lordship, is this, we are to submit to His leading. This text there, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. You see, one clear evidence that you are truly carrying and putting it his, his yoke upon you is ability to learn and follow His ways. Hindi mo pwedeng sabihin na ang galing-galing mo sa Scripture, pero ang buhay mo ay hindi, hindi tugma kay Jesus. You cannot say that. There's a change in you. It's happening because the Holy Spirit will change you. You begin to learn. The word learn there have many meanings. One is increase one's knowledge. The other explanation of that word learn is to learn by use or practice. To be in a habit of accustomed to. You know, I am trying to learn driving now. Mahirap pala mag-drive. Huwag kayo magtawa. Mahirap. Kasi hindi ako sanay. But the more you practice, the more you get. I can just read the book of turn left, turn right. Turn left, turn right. Turn left, turn right. But until I practice it, then I will really know how to drive. Our walk is the same. The more we have God's Word, the more we practice God's Word and rely on the Holy Spirit to help us, the more we become like Him and follow His leading. You see, when here, the learning here, when Jesus was with the disciples, He was not just teaching them the truth. He was also showing them how to live in the truth, how to live in the kingdom, what it means to be in the kingdom. Jesus walked and lived with the disciples. He had that close intimacy, a close contact with them. They have that space of true discipleship. Hindi lang turo. You want to disciple someone, you walk with people. I learned that now. It's something to teach, but it's another to, to really walk. Both are important. To walk with someone. Journeying with someone. And Jesus showed that. And there is one scenario when Jesus was with the disciples. They were fighting who will be greater among all. He was better who is the top. You know what Jesus did? He washed the disciples' feet. And this is what He said to them. For I have given you an example that you should also do just what I have done to you. He set an example. John in his writing to the early church, he said this. In 1 John 2, 6, he says, 
Whoever says he abides in me ought to walk in the same way in which he walked, in which Jesus walked. Therefore, God is commanded to us to submit and live according to the ways how Jesus lived. Have you ever pondered how Jesus lived? Pasahin nyo, paano siya namuhay? You know, I noticed something about the way he lived. He's never rushed. Hindi siya rushed. He waited 30 years. Pwede nang lang paglabas ng anak, tapos lumaki agad siya, uh, the Messiah, but he waited for 30 years. He worked for 30 years. And when Lazarus died, he was never rushed. Yes, this was pain, but he was never rushed. He never panicked. You know how Jesus lived? He was never pressured. He was never swayed by other influences. Remember, they were looking for him. Nasaan si Jesus? Ang dami nag-iintay para magpa-pray or turuan siya, magturo. They were looking for him and then suddenly Jesus appeared. Let's go to the other side. He was never pressured. Jesus always make the right decision. Remember, He picked the twelve. He prayed. Took time to pray for the twelve disciples. Jesus knew how to respond to criticism, opposition. Ang galing ni Jesus. When the teachers of the law would come and question Him, ang technique niya, magdodrawing lang. Magdodrawing. You notice that? He will ask that question. He knows how to respond. And you notice how Jesus reacts in the right time, in the right place. And there's so many things that we should ought to learn in a life of our Savior. Yet there is one thing that I notice that's so important to Him that He will never neglect, that He will constantly doing. Even the demands of ministry is great. Even that He was pushed and pushed there or influenced by the demand of, for Him to be there. Even in the last hour before he was taken to be crucified or betrayed, notice that what was he doing? He had a constant communication with God, the Father. And if you read the scripture, he prays in the morning. He prays in the evening. And time and time again, he would seclude himself to be with God and, and pray. You see, Jesus is fully God and fully man. And He is showing us the importance of prayer. This shows us that His intimacy with God is so important. This is showing us that He set an example for us that if we desire for God, if we desire to be led by God, we need to take time to seek Him in prayer and to seek the direction of God in our lives. Jesus is setting us an example to follow. Therefore, if we desire to have a restful rhythm in our life, we have to cultivate a nurture of prayer life. Because when we pray, we grow in submission, we grow in discernment, we will be able to know the will of God in our life. How is your prayer life?
I'm not quantifying how many hours you pray. How's your communication with the Lord? My Wi-Fi pa ba? O disconnected na? Wala nang signal. Let's ask ourselves. Kamusta signal nyo? Mahina? Kamusta na signal nyo? Sasabihin mo, may bagyo, may bagyo Pastor Will eh. Kaya mahina. How's your walk with the Lord? How's your time with Him? Are you making your decision in life based on your emotion? Or what people say? Or are you pursuing His will for your life? And you know, to determine God's will is through His Word and coming before God and said, Lord, lead me. And that's prayer. You know, I, I be honest with you. I thought pastorship can be whew, spiritual high again. But I learned there are times that we will be spiritually dry. When there's so much thing in ministry and work, tapos may anak ka pa, may dalawa, may ministry, may school, mayroon ka pang ginagawang iba. And the, the, oftentimes, the first thing you will remove is your prayer life. You will wake up in the morning, you look at the Facebook, agad, sino nag-like sa picture ko? Wala naman. The first thing we often remove is our prayer life. We would pray, yes, for food, for His blessing. But when was the last time we can just pause, Lord, speak to my heart. Guide me today. You know, at times when I don't start the day in prayer and trabaho agad, I notice that something wrong with me. I, I will lose focus. Parang ang gulo ng araw na that day. I don't know. That's my experience. When I don't start the day with the Lord, ah, parang ang ingay nito. Nagtitiks. Parang. But when I start the day with the Lord, just humbly come to God and say, Lord, Lead me. Wag mo ilapit ng aking amo. Give me calmness in my heart. Give me what is the important thing to do today. Give me the right priorities. Make me, give me the right decision to make. Teach me. And I believe Jesus, with that close relationship we have with the Father, He knows exactly what to do. And He's given an example. If we desire to be a fruitful and God-glorifying day, take time to pause and be with the Lord in prayer. You see, we find rest when we respond to His invitation to Himself. We find rest when we embrace His Lordship. We find rest when we submit to His leading. And lastly, we find rest when we trust His promises. You look at how God said, how Jesus said, 
He said here, I will give you rest. It's not something we produce. It's not something we create or earn. It is something, it is simply something that we receive from God's grace. We know when God promised, He will fulfill it according to His will and purpose. That's why in Matthew 24, 35, it says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. If you have traced the life of God's people from beginning of time, God already showed them what is rest. Look at Genesis. Then He is showing them and even commanding them to take time to rest. He's telling them once you have, you have to have the Sabbath. And later part, when the Lord took the Israelites from Egypt, he, he already promised to give them rest. Let me read to you. In Deuteronomy 12, he says here, But when you go over to the Jordan and live in the land that the Lord your God is giving you to inheritance, and when He gives you rest, it is God's promise that God will give them rest once they're in the promised land. And they did reach the promised land. There are times I find that rest pump up and down because enemy would surround them. But you know the prayer of Solomon after 480 years. He says here, Blessed be the Lord who give who have given rest to his people, Israel, according to all that he has promised. You see, for 480 years, their rest is up and down. But yet the Lord kept His promise to give them rest. Those 480 years was full of drama. They were at times unfaithful. They were at times doing, going astray. But yet the Lord was with them, sustained them, and gave them rest. You know, our God is a promise keeper. What He promised, He will never break. And He will accomplish this according to His will and purpose. And God is inviting us. And God is telling us today that He promised to give us rest. You see, God desires for us to find rest in Him. And as I, sum, I give a summary of this, to find rest, respond to His invitation. To find rest, Embrace His Lordship. To find rest, submit to His leading. To find rest, trust His Word. To combine that all, rest in the Lord. You know, I was, as I conclude and call the worship team, I have an assignment to submit tomorrow. Kaya wala kong rest. And I was doing this assignment with the group ma- group mates, and and I was researching about the history of Israel on how God gave them promised land, and I was studying their location. Yung promised land ng panginoon na bibinigay sa mga Israelite. And notice this: their promised land that God is putting the, His people is found doon sa Boundary. Now, nakita nyo dyan, may Yung boundary na yan 
ay daanan. Yung may gulay green. And if you study their, that map, around them are all other nations. More powerful than them. Around that nation, that promised land, are all other pagan gods. And if you will look at this map, nasa sentro sila ng gulo. Can you look? You see, notice? On the side, they have a na- a one nation. On the top, may mga ibang nation. Israel, the scripture said, you're not the strongest, you're not the most powerful. But there are other nations that's surrounding them that's more powerful, that's more stronger, much stronger than them. They have Babylonian, they have the Assyrian, they have the Persian, and so on. If I were to choose, I would choose Egypt. Mas maganda dun, kasi wala ang gulo. May dagat, may rebel Nile. At the same time, this promised land, yung ulan niyan ay seasonal. Alam niyo yung seasonal? Hindi siya yung palaging ulan katulad dito. Seasonal. Siyempre, pag seasonal, you know, there is a season that you will plant. I would say it's not a perfect place. But God placed them there. Surrounded by enemies. Surrounded with other temptations. Surrounded with so many things. And I was pondering, why would God place Israel at that place? He can just choose a place, katulad ng Singapore, walang kalaban, ang layo. Somewhere na safe lahat. So that they can find rest. But why would God place them there? You know, as I study this, the reason why God placed them there, so that their rest, their peace, is not found anywhere else but in the Lord. Our life are surrounded, same like the Israel, with so many things. But our true rest is found in God. You know, when Moses was leading the Israelite to the promised land, the Israelite committed certain sin and God was so angry. And God telling them, go, go and possess the promised land. I will, give, I will send an angel. I will send an angel to defeat all your enemy. But you know what Moses said? Lord, we will not go if you are not with us. And this is what God promised to Moses and to the Israelite. He said in Exodus 33 verse 14, My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. As we look at this, as we embrace His calling, as we respond to His invitation, as we submit to His leading, as we trust in His Word, our rest can only be found in the Lord. And His promise is this, My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Let us pray.
Lord, you know what's happening in our hearts today. You can see our situations. But we thank you for your promise. For that invitation, Lord, to come to you. To find that rest. Some of us are having that struggle emotionally, mentally, in relationship. And even physical, oh Lord God, in certain sickness. I pray, Lord, at those moments that we have unrest in our heart. That you will speak to us through your word and let your manifest presence, Lord, comfort us. Some of us are making tough decisions. What's next for my family? Lord, I pray that your presence will rest in our hearts. That we may know that you will grant us the peace in our heart. Some of us, Lord, are struggling with the hardship, especially in the Philippines. Lord, I pray that you grant us your mercy and grace that we may experience the rest, the divine rest from you. And I even, Lord, pray for those who have not received you as your Lord and Savior. And they've been living a life, Lord, far away from you. And that you've been calling them to experience the stress, but they are so hesitant to release and surrender life to you. Lord, I pray that you would touch their heart, that they will soften their hearts and recognize their need for a Savior. Because only when we have that intimate relationship with you that we can truly find our rest. Oh God, speak to us. If you are that sister or brother, if you are following us and watching us online, and you know deep in your heart you don't have that intimate relationship with you, but yet there is some burning, there's something happening in your heart. And God's speaking to you to surrender your life to Him. This is opportunity to come and experience that rest that only God can give. And if it's that you, brother or sister, if you have not known a Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, I invite you to pray along with me. want to surrender a life to Him because you have been struggling with sin and you want to surrender and give your life to Him so that He may reign in your life you may pray along with me this prayer Lord I admit I'm a sinner I need and want your forgiveness. I accept your death as a penalty for my sin and recognize that your mercy and grace is a gift you offer to me because of your great love not based on anything I've done. 
cleanse me and make me a child. By faith, I receive. By faith, I receive you into my heart as the Son of God, as my Savior, and as my Lord of my life. From now on, O oh Lord, help me to live for you. That you may control every area of my life. I surrender my life to you. In your precious name. Right now, I'm going to pray for those who are tired. Pagod na pagod na. If that's you, I invite you to just stand. So, no, Pastor, pagod na ako. Just stand. If that's you, just stand and we're going we're gonna to pray for you. If those who are watching us online and you know that even you are, you say, Lord, I'm tired. Gulong-gulo na isipan. What's the next step, Lord? What's the next step? If it's that you and you have unrest in your heart, I invite you to stand and I'll pray for you. Lord, I pray for my sisters and brothers who are standing here before us today. Even those, Lord, who is watching us online. I pray, oh God, you know the struggles that they are facing, oh Lord. You know the hardship and the tiredness that they are experiencing at their workplaces. And even personal and emotional unrest that they are going through. Lord, you have promised that it is you that will grant us that rest as we rest in your promises, as we embrace that calling in our lives. Lord, I pray that you pour out your spirit upon my sisters and brothers who are going through this challenge in their life. I pray that you manifest your presence continually and let your word speak to them. Lord, empower them with your Holy Spirit. That it's you that will help them endure and even face any challenges that they are going through. Remind them that they are overcomers. Because you are carrying them. Remind them that you are our Lord. That you are masters. That you are the one that will lead us every struggle that we face. Salamat, Panginoon. Bless them, O Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you. Hallelujah. We worship you. Hallelujah. As the deer panted for the waters of my soul
Let's all stand and just raise our hand and say, You are my friend. You're my friend, and you are my brother, even though you are the You can sing it from your heart as the worship team leads us. raise our hand and receive the benediction. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, Father, Son, in truth and love. Lord, we thank you that as we face this brand new week, you have promised, you have promised us rest give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Thank you Paul, for those who are joining us in Facebook and YouTube. Hopefully you can join us here live if you are able uh, in our uh, church next week. So thank you for joining us. See you soon and God bless.